Welcome to the Stop and Think Podcast. I'm your host, Will Dole. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you're enjoying our podcast, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That would really help us out. Today, I have with me a guest, Cam Steele. Uh, Cam Steele was a youth pastor for a total of about four and a half years in and around his small town, hometown in North Carolina, and he's currently the maintenance and IT supervisor at a local indie bookstore, Quail Ridge Books, and he volunteers as the chaplain for the Central Carolina Kayak Fishing Tournament Trail. Cam loves God, his wife, Caitlin, and his wife is the owner of Porch Dog Pots, uh, and he said they're actually, she's running that kiln in the background right now. He loves his son, Henry, uh, playing music and, of course, fishing. He's a recreational multi-species angler who also keeps a life list and has been fishing for as long as he can remember. Some of his favorites to fish for include bass, carp, bluefish, catfish, shark, redfish, and speckled trout. So he brings a lot of experience to, to his own podcast, the Faith and Fishing Podcast, and we're thankful to have him on our podcast today. So, Cam, welcome to the Stop and Think Podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, man. So... Maybe the first question to ask is it, it said there in your bio, you're, you're a maintenance and IT guy. And so how did, how did that story kind of happen? How'd you move from being in vocational ministry to quote unquote secular work? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and in college, I kind of felt this call to, to youth ministry and, um, you know, I didn't go to school for it or anything. I just kind of dove right in and uh, was not good at it. Um, should have, should have, uh, learned how to swim before I dove in the deep end, but, um, but learned a lot very quickly, uh, learned that the, the church that I was at, um, it was not a good fit. I love the people there. Um, we had good relationships there, but, um, I was not what that church needed. Um, and, uh, and we had to part ways about 11, 11 months into the ministry, um, and then I kind of started uh, like following mentors around, uh, getting a lot more behind the scenes in, in youth ministry and, and following, following guys around and, and learning uh, what all went into it and then dove in again. Um, and that time, that time, it was a much better fit for me. Uh, I loved that ministry and, and built a, a really awesome uh, core group there. Uh, what I found was I was really, uh, really good and had a big heart for, uh, for being where the rubber hits the road and working with the students. Um, and I was not as good whenever it came to leading the adult um, team of volunteers. Um, and it started getting to the point where really kind of needed, uh, the church needed a, a fresh fresh person there in that role. Um, but what really, uh, really called me away from, from that church was, so, uh, my wife, then my girlfriend, we had, uh, we had been doing the long distance thing for about five years. Um, and it wasn't a huge long distance. It was, it was about an hour and a half. Um, but, uh, but that still takes its toll, um, over time. And, uh, we sat down and we prayed and we, we prayed a lot, um, to kind of bring us closer together. And really I felt, I felt called to pursue her and, uh, and she is a structural engineer 
there's not a whole lot of work for a structural engineer in a small town that has uh, that we count stop stop signs because there are no stoplights. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I ended up moving to to Raleigh and bounced around in sales a little bit uh, before I landed. Uh, so my my degree is in computer engineering. My background is is in technology, and I, I landed in this role. Um, started out like kind of an assistant to the guy who was in my, my role now. And then um, he kind of pulled the men in black uh, thing on me where he said, you know, I wasn't training a partner. I was training a replacement and he, he was looking to retire and he, he retired. And now um, I kind of head up the, uh, all of the maintenance and the IT for the bookstore. Um, If, if it's broken, either I fix it or I hire the person who does. And there's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that I do. And um, so that's kind of, that's kind of the story of, of um, how I, how I uh, transitioned from ministry like, as a, as a job to, to a different job. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been, been quite the journey. So what you say, I mean, obviously you didn't have any training in youth ministry, you just kind of jumped in the deep end, but what is something that you maybe miss about having that as your day in day out role? Um, that's an awesome question. Um, the, uh, kind of being immersed in, in, in my faith, um, all day, every day. Um, and not necessarily, not saying that I'm not immersed in my faith now, but, you know, whenever you're, whenever you're studying and preparing sermons and, and preparing lesson plans for, uh, so I, I worked with um, preschool on up to uh, early college. And so, you know, uh, every day, you know, you were, you were reading the Bible, you were studying, you were preparing, you were praying. Um, I miss being that immersed in it. Um, so, um yeah, I still, I still, I, I had that itch, um, you know, to, to really, um, I still had that heart for people, that heart for, um, for, for building relationships and stuff. And that's how the, that's one of the ways that the podcast came about, um, while my wife was out, um, throwing pottery on her wheel back, back in the studio, um, I wanted to be able to do something that didn't require me to leave the house every time, like fishing. Um, I, I love fishing dearly, but, um, where we are, there's not a lot of places to go other than tiny park ponds that are really close by, um, that are less than a 10 minute drive, 15, 20, 30. Um, so we, uh, I, I listen to podcasts a lot. I love podcasts. Uh, I still, I, I seldom listen to music anymore. I'm, I'm constantly listening to podcasts and I was listening to another podcast and there was a, there was a guy, his name is Chad Hoover. He is, um, he kind of was the president and, and founder of, um, kayak bass fishing, the tournament trails that, um, that, uh, kind of started, not necessarily started, but popularized kayak bass fishing as a, as a competitive sport. And, um, the, uh, he mentioned his faith a little bit, but it was very brief. And, um, I had heard others and I thought, you know, that would be a really awesome podcast would be to give these guys a, uh, a, um, 
sorry, I got the dogs groaning back there. I guess they don't like what I'm saying, but, um, uh, but to kind of have that, that platform for, for guys to come in, not bound by a studio or a network, say, you can't say that, just kind of talk about their faith. And uh, another influencer, um, content creator on, a, on the same podcast later um, said, if there's content out there that you want to hear or see or, or experience and you can't find it, it's on you to make it. Um, and I couldn't find it. So I, I decided to make it and, uh, was able to build a community off of it. And it's called the faith and fishing podcast. And the premise is very simple. I, I interview, uh, anglers from all over, all over the country. And, um, I guess I, I could say the continent cause I've had a few from Canada as well. Would love to have somebody from over the pond at some point, if we can figure out the, uh, the time jump, but, um, but yeah, the, uh, uh, and they just they talk about what it is that they believe in, not bound by uh, not bound by sponsors or um, not bound by networks telling them what they can and can't say. Um, and yeah, the um, and I, I'm no matter what it is that they believe, I love learning about other religions, too. Um, so uh, I haven't had a ton of other religions other than Christianity, but um but uh, always open to that. And I, I love uh, the conversations that we've had. We share their, their face stories and their fishing memories. And that's, uh, that's what that's all about. And then through that um, kind of was able to um, get, get sucked into this, uh, this rabbit hole of, of being a chaplain um, for a tournament trail. So I've, I've had multiple, uh, chaplains of different levels and, uh, on the, on the podcast. And I was on a buddy's podcast and he, he mentioned, you should come and and volunteer as a, as a chaplain for our tournament trail, which is a central Carolina kayak fishing. We call ourselves CCKF because I know that's a, that's a mouthful. Um, so if you hear me talk about CCKF from now on, that's what it's going to be. Um, but yeah, the, um, uh, I, I reached out to the director and, and we talked and that, that just kind of became, uh, a, another ministry to, to, to jump into. And it's, um, it's all about, you know, building relationships, being intentional. Um, typically whenever I'm out fishing, I, I used to have this mentality of, I would see somebody, you know, hundreds of yards away. I'm not even going to be able to to get to them if I wanted to. And I'm over here grumbling because they're on the same lake that I am at the same time. And why, why did he pick today to come out and fish? And I picked, I came to fish on a Thursday, so I didn't have to deal with people kind of thing. And, and now, you know, I'm sorry, the dogs were comfortable all this time up until this started, but um, <laughs> Um, but now, you know, I'm seeing, seeing guys on the boat ramp and I'm going up to talk to them, introduce myself. Um, even if I'm not at one of our tournaments, uh, if I'm seeing somebody from my, from a kayak, you know, I'm, I'm introducing myself, I'm giving out my card I'm I'm saying, come in, uh, and, and fish our tournament if you ever get the chance kind of thing. And, um, that, that, uh, kind of excuse to be personable out on the water and, and, uh, and just, you know, the, uh, building those relationships kind of, 
um, saying, hey, if you ever need anything, you ever need somebody to pray with, you ever need somebody to just listen to you, um, whatever you need, you let me know. And um, that uh, building those relationships has has kind of reintroduced um, that that passion for for not only for God, but for people back into my life. So that's that's helpful. I wonder. So this probably you, you, but I wonder. So like you said, one of the things you miss about being in ministry is like you've got that consistent push to be in the word reading, studying, and now you've got another outlet. But how do you keep connected, like growing in your faith with the Lord, like day by day? That's awesome. Yeah. So um, one way is is podcasts. Um, podcasts like yours and and others who um, have guys coming on or, or or people coming on to talk about um, talk about their their journey and their stories. Um, there are podcasts out there that are a little more a um, little more uh, theological and uh, challenging that way. Um, that's one way. Um, and another way is, is books for sure. Um, it's, a uh, it, one thing I, I love about, uh, working at a bookstore is I get to see a lot of the, a lot of the, the stuff that's coming out before it comes out. Um, they, uh, publishers send stuff, uh, to bookstores so that we can read them and review them so that, uh, they might end up in a indie next list or, uh, indie picks or um, New York Times or something like that, um, because we are the ones that are selling the book, so they they want us to be able to sell it. So I've gotten a chance to to read some some books before they come out that have been really phenomenal, and um, you know the not just the new stuff, but the old stuff too. I mean, I get something new out of out of C.S. Lewis every time I read him. I mean, um, I can read the same book from C.S. Lewis over and over and over again, and I'm going to get something new every time because it's it's so deep that you you end up having to read it multiple times to really digest it. So, you have a favorite Lewis book? Man, um, Mere Christianity is fantastic. Um, I don't know that it's my favorite, but it's the one I've gotten the most out of. I think if I had to pick a favorite, it would be the screw tape letters. Okay. Yeah. I, I've always, I mean, I like his, his nonfiction, you know, mere Christianity and uh, the work on miracles and uh, like, that's all, it's all really good. And his essays I think are fantastic, but Absolutely. I love Lewis's fiction. I mean, obviously Narnia is what he's most famous for, but I've been dipping back into his ransom trilogy. So uh, out of the silent planet, Paralandra, that hideous strength. And, and probably my favorite two books of his are the great divorce until we have faces uh, till yeah, we have faces, absolutely. especially like you just have, I, I think I've read it three times now and it's hit me a different way every single time. So absolutely. And if you love, the I think essays, um, they have a, uh, um, uh, what, what's it called? A, it's a year with CS Lewis. Um, and it's, uh, bits and pieces of essays and books um, kind of put together as a devotional. That's pretty good. Um, and yeah, I, I should say that a, a good daily devotional is another, another way to, to really be intentional about, about keeping up uh, daily with your, with your, your growing and everything. So 
I'm working through one uh, this year from Bob Goff that's absolutely phenomenal. And oh. I always, I always get, uh, I always get it, uh, the the title backwards, but it's like um, live in faith and walk in love or something like that. But yeah, I, I that's something I've kind of come to slowly over the course of my life is adopting a devotional. I used to be super snotty about that. Like, why would I need somebody to help me read the Bible? Blah, 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 blah. But um, actually, I just picked up Be Thou My Vision by Jonathan Gibson, which is super structured. But I found like for me, I'm so distractible. And, and I think just like the access we have to technology and stuff right now, like if we're being trained to be even more distractible than I naturally am. <laughs> and Uh, just having something to help concentrate my mind has been really helpful. So you're, you're a volunteer chaplain on the central Carolina kayak fishing trail. How did you get into kayak fishing? So I was actually, um, I, I was sitting, sitting there one night. It was, it was while it was my, while I was working at the, uh, the church in deep run, um, so, uh, at the time I was, I was working as, you know, youth and children's, um, pastor, I was working at a retail store and I was working at an elementary school. I was kind of, um, in a transition there. And I was just like, you know what, I need some time to myself at some point. <clears throat> and I kind of got back into fishing. I had been, you know, so focused on music and, and other things that I kind of stepped away from fishing for a while, which is, a, a really, really common uh, progression to that story I've found with talking to other, other anglers is you, know, you, you get really big into it in, in, um, in, in childhood with your dad or your grandpa, and then uh, high school hits and you start chasing girls or you start chasing music or basketball or whatever. And then kind of in, in adult years, you start to go back to it. And some of us, whenever we start to go back to it, we take a really hard right or left turn into it and just get completely, um, com- completely hooked by it, pun intended. So I was, I was in that stage and I kind of wanted to get off the bank. Um, I didn't have a boat. I didn't have money for, you know, a $90,000 bass boat. Um, and I was kind of scrolling through YouTube, which if you ever, like, if you ever want a interesting study, um, go in and start a YouTube, uh, YouTube video, and then just kind of click on the first suggestion and just kind of see where you end up. Um, it's scary how well you, I'm not sure I endorse that. (laughs) (laughs) it's scary how well YouTube gets to know you. Um, but I got, I got this, uh, kayak fishing video pop up from a, from a guy named Marty Zoffinger down in Florida. And I was like, you know what? I could do that. Kayaks aren't too expensive. And I, uh, I got introduced to it that way. And the first time I went out, I was, you know, in this boat that was way too small for me. Um, it was, it was super cheap, but it was worth, it was, it was worth it to get me off the bank. You know, I was, um, near about sank it cause I was a little too close to the, the weight capacity. Um, but I, I was fishing with, with minnows under a bobber and I caught a chain pickerel and, um, it, uh, 
the, whenever I first hooked into it, it wasn't giant. Um, but in a, in a kayak that small, it was very easily able to turn me right around very quickly. And I was like, oh man, this is fun. So that's, that's where, that's where the kayak fishing started and I got hooked and, um, I'm still not huge into the tournament scene. Um, I, I am, uh, getting more into it a little bit, but the, um, the competitive side of it isn't, isn't really, uh, as appealing to me as it is to others. Some people are, are all about the competition. Some people are all about the adrenaline rush of catching a giant shark or a tuna or something like that. Um, I'm more, I, I, I love being out there connecting with nature. Um, it doesn't get better to me than whenever I come around the corner and I see the sunset or I see, um, see some deer or see, um, see an eagle up in the sky or whatever. And it's those moments where I put my fishing rod down and say, wow, those are the times where it's like, this is why, this is why I do it. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Very rarely about the fish themselves that like the real enjoyment comes from, at least for me. Uh, and I think on your bio, it said you're, you're a kayak bass fisherman, but then it listed all these species that you like to catch. So do, do you have a favorite fish to fish for? Uh, to fish for is bass um, because I love, I love figuring out the puzzle um, with, with bass. You're, um, you're you've got a, a piece of hard or soft plastic and you are, um, you are trying to make this fish believe that that is something alive and you've got to figure out where the bass are, what they're in the mood for, how the weather is going to affect that, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, that would be my favorite to fish for, but in terms of catching, um, it carp is, is really jumping up into that, uh, into that top slot. It, it has been blues for a long time get into some big blues in the, in the early spring. Um, they're delicious and they fight like, like freight trains. Um, but carp, carp from the kayak is starting to become, uh, it's, it's really jumping up into that, that, that top slot. I'm starting to, to, to go down that rabbit hole and start starting to get addicted to it a little bit. (laughs) I've never caught a carp. I hear they fight like crazy. It, they're weird because whenever you first hook into them, it's, it's kind of like a wet sock. There's mm. not a whole lot there. And they're, uh, so some fish are positively buoyant, um, meaning that whenever they die, they float and some fish are negatively buoyant, which means they sink. Um, catfish would be one that sinks. Carp is one that floats. So, um, there's not a ton of like, if they stop, there's no dead weight. They just, they're super they don't really feel like there's a ton there and then they wake up and they have this big burst of energy and they they go crazy and then there's like this back and forth of of um super not a whole lot there and then they just burst and those bursts are so fun um they're pulling drag and they're um they're pulling you if you're in something like a kayak or a john boat Mm -hmm. Um, it's just super, super fun. And, uh, I used to hate fishing for carp and, um, and I think that was because, you know, I only ever experienced it on the 
the wet the like the wet uh wet sock side of it not so much the mm. the burst of energy but uh yeah I'm, um it's not as as fun to actually fish for carp because uh you're not doing as much of the uh cast and move cast and move cast and move but yeah it's um it's super super fun and i'm hoping to uh to break that 30 pound mark from the kayaks so. Uh, that sounds like it'd be a blast. So you mentioned uh, blues are good to eat. What's your favorite? Fi- what's your favorite to, to catch and eat? To catch and eat, um, it would be it would be blues in salt water and crappy in fresh water. Mm-hmm. Um, a good crappy sandwich or crappy tacos is phenomenal. Um, but in terms, I have never caught one. But in terms of just the best fish to eat that I've ever had is cobia um it's super thick steaks of really flaky awesome um awesome texture awesome flavor just i i've had it the first time um in the spring of 2020 right before covid hit um uh, my buddy and i uh we went out and we were kind of we were starting the the idea of doing like an annual fishing trip and we um we we went down and we did some fishing. We didn't catch anything. Um, we caught some stingrays, but nothing nothing crazy. And then uh, we went out to eat one night, and I got Kobe, and I was like, "Man, this is the best fish I've ever had." <laughs> and uh, whenever so, we got back Sunday night, and that Wednesday was whenever everything in North Carolina closed down for COVID. So, oh wow, yeah. Do you know where the they're native to? Like. Um, so they're, they're native to warm waters of the, of the Atlantic. They, they might okay. go, I don't know how far North they go. Um, but I know they, I know we have them here in North Carolina, kind of off towards, um, um, the ends of piers near oil rigs, stuff like that. And I know they go down Florida and beyond, uh, further South. I just don't know how far North they go. Interesting. That's got to be fun. Like you're, you're in a spot where you can get to salt water and do saltwater fishing in addition to the freshwater bass and, and crappie and whatever. Absolutely. North Carolina is special that way. You know, we've got, we've got mountain ranges where you can go fish for trout. Um, we've got deep reservoirs where you can go fish trophy catfish. Um, we've got a, a lot of really awesome bass fishing. And then, like you said, down at the coast, we've got inshore and offshore. Um, it's a pretty special place. Yeah. Well, thanks for, for coming on cam. Uh, before we wrap up, maybe you just, do you have a couple of pot? You said you listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you have a couple of podcasts you'd recommend to the audience, things that you really enjoy or benefit from? Absolutely. So, um, I'll, I'll plug one for, for fresh water or for, for, for fishing. Um, if you, if you like, especially kayak fishing, um, the guys over at paddle and fin, uh, paddle and fin that's, um, they're awesome, but they're going to take a lot of your time because they have a, they have a show come out every day. They have, oh, wow. um, so they have like, I think it's like 14 shows that are under the umbrella umbrella of paddle and fin. They have one that's, you know, just what the original paddle and fin show was. They have one for tournament recaps, one that's called bass fishing for noobs where you kind of can learn tips and, and uh, what's their tagline techniques, trip techniques tricks and tips to help you rip more lips um Mm. and they have like a gear review segment um and then for 
Uh, for others, uh, the intentional guy is one that I have found uh, recently that is that is rather fantastic. And uh, coming up, you may actually hear somebody you recognize, which would be me on there. Um, but uh, the um, Christian Outdoors podcast is one that we've uh, we've uh, talked to uh, on my my show and uh, vice versa. Um, Let's see. I oh, just had Pete on a couple of weeks ago. He was he was a really good conversation. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got he's got a story that's very similar to my my grandpa's in terms of having the speech impediment and overcoming it to be a pastor. Hmm. Um, it's an awesome story. And um, let's see. The there is um, oh, what's it called? It's put on by the Center for Pastor Theologians, um, but I don't remember what the podcast itself is called. Um, but it is, it's, it's really good. Um, it's just called the Pastor Theologians Podcast. Um, they have a lot of really deep conversations there. Um, the Chasing the Beauty podcast is another one that is really, really, really good. It's uh, hosted by Mike Donahue, who used to uh, be the front man for um, um, 10th Avenue North. Hmm. Um, so that one is that one is really good. Yeah, that's that's great. How can the audience find out more about you, your your work, your podcast? Absolutely. So it's just the Faith and Fishing podcast. We're on all of your major platforms. Um, if you are looking for a uh, looking for it on your platform and you can't find it, uh, uh, let me know and I'll make sure it gets up there. But um, yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll share a link um, and it is l i n k t r dot e e slash faith the letter n fish the letter n and that will take you to. Um, it will have um, sponsor links. It will have my website, my merch store. Um, and uh, speaking of the merch store, as my way of saying thank you to you uh, for having me on the show, uh, your listeners will be able to use uh, the promo code um, STTPOD. So like stopping to think pod. Um, so ST, uh, STTPOD, and it'll get you 20% off of anything in the store. Uh, so feel free to use that and it will run for a month after this, this episode airs. So you just let me know when that, that episode airs and I'll, uh, I'll have it up and running. And then, um, and, and it's got all the other stuff there too. I, I say that instead of my, my uh, website, which you can get to all of that stuff from the website too. It's just, it's a free one. So it's a long, <laughs> a long link, but, yep. um, but yeah, so uh, hit that link. It's got social media stuff. I'm uh, faith and faith and fishing pod on Instagram and uh, just faith and fishing um, or faith and fishing podcast on uh, Facebook. So yeah, um, that's, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Cam, for your time. Thanks for coming on the show and thanks for the the link for the listeners uh, the, with the promo code that I'm sure somebody will check that out. Um, yeah, and we'll throw links to your your site and some of these other podcasts that you mentioned in the show notes. And until next time, this has been the Stopping to Think podcast. I'm your host, Will Dole. Thank you for listening. What a sound.
above a world full of truth Where folks gather around pictures that move Their thoughts dance in place to the bohemian groove